Hey, good morning. Today's daf is daf Chof Beis. Today's shir is Le'ilu Nishmas Noson Velvel Ben Avram and Yaakov Ben Azriel and Dov Be Yakutio Ben Aaron. May the Neshamas have an Aliyah and may the memory be a blessing. It's also for a full Shleimah of Pinchas Kalman Ben Rivka and Avram Zev Shlomo Ben Chaychaika. May they have a complete and speedy recovery. Okay, so we're going to go from the bottom of Chof Aleph Amud Beis, 21b. Remember, we, we're continuing to discuss um, judges certifying a star. As we mentioned, we need three judges. So the Gemara says, Omar Rebi Abba, Omar Ravuna. Rebi Abba says, in the name of Ravuna, Omar Rav, in the name of Rav. You have three Dayanim sitting down to certify a star, and there's a protest against one of them. I, one of them is accused of not being a good judge. We'll discuss what, what accusation it is that it, or what ramifications it has, but he's accused. He says he's not uh, fit to be a judge. If they haven't yet signed on the document, they are allowed it. The two kosher dayanim are allowed to testify about him, saying that no, he's a good judge. And then the three of them, now that he's certi- the judge is certified as a good judge, they get the three as a good kosher Jew, the three of them can sign on the document. Misha Chosmu, but if they've already signed on the document, they're not allowed to testify and sign the document. Why not? Because if they've already signed on the document, Rashi points out, they're not gay abedavar. They're biased. They're not, going to be, they're not going to want to be the judges who are signed next to a possible judge. So they're obviously going to lean, or we suspect them, of leaning their testimony in favor of saying he's a kosher judge. So that's, but that's only after the fact. If they haven't yet signed, then when they, when they testify or check out on the judge that he's a good judge, they're not biased. It's either, either he'll be a good judge and they'll sign, he'll, they'll join him, or he won't be a good judge and then they'll get someone else to sign. But once they've already signed, then it's, I guess, a, what's it, an indictment on their reputation to be signed on a star next to this guy. Um, and that's, uh, and, and that I think would be, that, that's the problem. I'll come back to that discussion of an interesting point on that Nogabadov uh, or biased, but let's uh, finish the discussion. So the Gemara asks, Arer Demai, what was the protest? If maybe he was accused of being a thief. And we know a thief is invalid to be a judge or a, or a witness or be involved in a court case. So, Trevor Traininu. Well, then you have, it's two verse two. You have two witnesses saying this judge is a thief. And two other witnesses, the two Dayanimu, are acting as witnesses for his, to say that he's kosher. So, it's two verse two. So, Rashi points out. Um, it's a trade with trade, so that can't. Um, um, they, it won't help to say he's a kosher judge. Just because these two judges testify that he's a kosher, they're already to aid him testifying that he's a thief. So he's not. So, oh, so, so it can't be that. So he added the Maybe you'll say that it's an accusation that this judge is has a problem in his lineage. He's an Evet or someone else who's possible to be a judge. So the Gemara answers, no, Gilumil Almahu. But that's not testimony that you would say it's two verse two. That's the, the, the goal of that testimony, the protest and the investigation is just to 
uncover what's his status. So just because, so once you have two judges testifying that he's, or two, sorry, two people accusing this judge of being, let's say, a slave, and then you have these two judges look into it, it's not about trustworthiness. It's about they'll do their research and they'll come out his posture. So it should be fine. So, so what, saw, what was this third judge accused of that we're saying before he signed that it's fine for them to testify that he's kosher, but after he signed, then they're going to be no they're going to be biased. So he says, It's where they, the, the accusation was that this third judge was a thief. But Ka'omri Hani and these two judges come along and says, You're down in bay to offer tshuva. We know that he has done tshuva. So again, if they say we know he's done tshuva, they're only believed if he, um, if they're doing this before they've signed with him on the document. Then they believe to say we know he's done tshuva. But if it's after they signed on the document, then we don't believe them to say we know he's done tshuva because they're obviously going to be biased because they don't want to be signed on a document with a unscrupulous person is bad for their reputation. And just uh, so two interesting questions on this. Firstly, what what do they have to see that he's done tshuva? Like, how do you take that guy was known as a thief? How does he change? How do you, uh, Mervyn, how do you get your picture off the wall to be allowed back in? So, so that's, uh, that's part of the question. The answer to that is pretty simple. You pay your debt. Okay, so uh, fine. So you, you may. So that, and that's the one answer. The Torah says, ah, oh, you're a thief, return what you've stolen, and then you become innocent. So that's the Others say, no, you have to have a bit more. You have to see that he's, that he's actually been put in a situation or he had almost had the opportunity and he acted honestly like so that he's it's it's not good enough to just return it because you know but he has to you have to have some sort of further thing that he's you know he's so, he's shown regret he's shown uh, remorse he's uh, done uh, proper tuba but okay that's a bit of a discussion how does he prove or how do they cert, uh, verify that he is now done tuba and he's good again um Okay, the other interesting question, um, Ravel Khanon points out, um, well, Khanon Wasserman, he, he points out that uh, there's two types of Nogab There's two reasons why we wouldn't trust someone to testify about someone else. One is because they might lie. For whatever reason, they know, we don't trust them to testify in the case because they might lie. The other one is because it might have a financial impact on them. I, let's say you owe me money. You can't trust me to testify that someone else you money because that affects whether I'll be able to get the money back from you. Something like that, some case along those lines. So those would be the two types of Nogayabadovar. I that we suspect maybe he's lying for whatever reason. And he says, if you notice, our case is specifically we suspect them of lying. These judges have no monetary gain in saying that this judge is a kosher judge. But we suspect them of lying or slanting their, their testimony to, uh, for their reputation. And interestingly enough, he points out what's the... Do- so he says you've got to look at each time when you see the concept of we don't trust their testimony because they're not Gabbardov, or which one is it? And he says there's an interesting... He brings a, f- uh, a few ram- uh, ramifications, but the one I thought was quite interesting, he says is if it's because it affects his own... Uh, money. He has a vested interest in how this court case turns out because because it has financial ramifications for him. So then, in a way, he becomes a litigant himself. And not only is he possible because he's no gabbardovor, relatives of his are possible. 
like any relatives of the litigant would be possible. He's a, let's call it a semi-litigant, so his relative. Whereas in our case, it's not, it's this, we're, we suspect the judges of lying to protect their reputation, so therefore it wouldn't uh, go on to their relatives. I was thinking, I don't know if that's 100%, because whatever there, your brother would lie to keep, to save your reputation. Not just, unless maybe lying is so much severe that it's only the person himself or something like that. But that, uh, that's interesting that there's different types of Nogabadover. Okay, let's go back. Fourth line of Chof Beizam and Aleph. It says, Omer Rebbe Zeyra, Hom Yilsami Rebbe Abba Shamayeli, Ve'ilav Rebbe Abba Demirako Shechachta. The following matter I heard from Rebbe Abba, and if not for Rebbe Abba from Akka, I would have forgotten it. What was it? What happens if you have three judges to certify the star, and they do certify it, they're happy with it, but before they get to sign on the document, to sign the, what's it, the hashra, the henpek, the, the verification, one of them dies. They have to write, we verified this with three people, but the one is no longer with us to sign. They have to highlight that it was three people who verified the star. Because, yes? It doesn't say that they verified. What do you mean it doesn't? It says that they sat down to certify. One of them died before they signed. So you're asking if I read the Gomorrah carefully, it doesn't say that yeah. step. Yeah, so I'm explaining it based almost, I guess, either because my hands are tied. What's, like, if they haven't certified it, how can they say we sat down as three? What difference does it make? So it must be that the three of them certified it and it didn't. Uh, let me see. Um, and Rashi says that. And I think, if I remember correctly, today's Rashi's Yotzat. Um, Rashi is arguably one of the most influential sages. I mean, there are a few really, really influential. There's the Ram, but Rashi is definitely one of them. His commentary on Gomorrah is the standard starting point. Almost, you don't, you don't get your feet off the ground without Rashi. And uh, I mean, now we have Art Scroll, but that, uh, they don't get their feet off the ground without Rashi. Rashi is the starting point. Um, Chumash, starting point, like one of the starting points of learning Chumash, what's the basic if you, and obviously it's much deeper than just the basic, but the basic learning of Chumash is to learn it with Rashi, Tanakh uh, Nevim and Suvim, also Rashi so Rashi really is uh, one of the most influential and one of the amazing things by Rashi is what he can say, in a, what, what he says in a few lines if we try to express it, it takes a whole page um, so here, so if you just look at Rashi he says, of, um, he says and one of them died before signing. And that's when he died. He died at the point before dying. So either Rashi had a tradition that that's the case. I, his Rebbe taught him that's the case because his Rebbe taught him that that's the case who understood it better or because he's saying you have to learn the case like that. Um, so Omer Reb Nachum So why do they have to write that? So again, Rashi says, to kill Mashtabishloisha, because you need to certify a shar with three people. And if they see only two signatures on it, they will say that only two people certified it. So, um, so therefore they need to say that there were three of us who certified it, but the one didn't get a chance to sign. Uh, if part of their certification they write 
this star came before this based in two lots are then they don't need to mention and one of the signatories are no longer here because as soon as they say before based in how many is based in three so they don't need to say it Two lots are, yeah. The deal are based in Chatzuf. Who can Shmuel to Amar Shmuel Shnayim Shedon and Dinayim Din Ela Shenikra based in Chatzuf. Says, but maybe they were uh, sort of a chutzpahik based in, a brazen based in. Really, Shmuel says that if two people judge a court case, it's a valid judgment. They shouldn't, but if they do, it's a valid judgment. Just they get this title of being chutzpahik. You should have three people, but it's valid. So maybe when you say this star came before based in, and there are only two signatories, maybe it was just a chutzpahik based in, and then the star isn't certified because the star needs three people to certify it. So the Moran said, "No, Dixiv Bay Bay Dina de Rav It's the based in of Ravashi." He says, what do you mean the basin of Ravashi? So Ravashi explains. This is just uh, well saying Ravashi was the most prestigious basin of his time, and he wouldn't get it wrong. He wouldn't get it wrong. He wouldn't have two Dayanim and be a basin, a chutzpahic basin. He would make sure to have three Dayanim. Um, others say because he, Ravashi didn't paskin like it. But interesting, Rashi explains when it says the basin of Ravashi, it doesn't mean it, it's a, another way of saying a serious basin, a choshuv. Uh, a choshev based in. I don't know nowadays what the Eidah Charedis, the the Vilna based in, before the world, whatever. It's a very choshev based in, so you can be certain that they did everything properly. It says the Dilma Rabbanon the Bravashi get a shmul spiralu. Says oh, but maybe the rabbis of the Ravashi's Talmidim, either people who would grant it as his title, but they working under his as his based in. Held that held Lakshmo that you only need two Dayanim. So there's no Dixiv Bay of Omar Lon Rav Ravna Ashi. Rav Ashi told us to write this certification. I Rav Ashi was part of our group, and therefore you can be confident that it's three people. But again, the main point, however you end up with the certainty, when for whatever reason the third judge is not going to sign, you have to make clear that it was that there were three people. So this is all documents or just certify? This is to certify the document. Certify. Yeah, that you need three dayanim to write the handbag. So the aid, you're always going to have two aidim on the document. This is even the two aidim, but it's to certify the aidim. Okay, new Mishnah. A woman who says, I'm a married woman, I everyone assumed she was a single girl. She's living around, no one knew she got married, she moved into town as a single woman, everyone assumes that. And then she comes along and says, I was married, however I got divorced. Nemenes, she's believed. The mouth that forbade is the mouth that permits. We assume she was single and allowed to get married. Therefore, when she comes along and says, you know, I used to be married, but I got divorced. She's the one who's kind of saying that she was married and she's not allowed to marry anyone else, but she got divorced, so she's believed. I, because if she didn't, if she wasn't conf- almost, I mean, you can go into the logic of a Pesha also Pesha Hitu, we discussed at the beginning, I think it was the beginning of this Perek. Yeah, there, that's where we started the Pesha also Hua Pesha Hitu. But I think the simplest one is if she wasn't confident with what she's saying, she could have just said, if, and she could have just said, kept quiet. She didn't say anything. Everyone assumes she's a single girl. If they aid him that she was a married woman, and she says, yeah, but subsequently I've been divorced. She is not believed. She has to bring proof. She can't just say I'm divorced. Everyone knows that she was married. Whatever her husband uh, then went traveling, whatever, she says, no, 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 we got divorced. She has to prove it. Omran Ishbaisi, if she says I was 
captured. I, uh, whatever, gangsters, uh, kid, uh, slave traders who ever kidnapped her, uh, Raffian. Now we assume that a woman who's been kidnapped has been raped by her captors. And that would make her, again, speaking about non-Jewish captors, so that would make her invalid to marry a Kohen. Because remember, Kohen can't marry a woman who's been intimate with someone that's forbidden to her. Non-Jew is forbidden to her, so she'd be forbidden to marry Kohen. Whatever, if we didn't know she was captured, so she stepped forward, she says, you know, I was kidnapped by these uh, gangsters. But Torah, Ani, however, I'm Tahar. I never had beer with any of them. She's believed. The mouth that forbids her is the mouth that permits her. She she could have just kept quiet. But the fact that she came forward and said, I was um, I was captured, giving us new information we didn't know about, then she's the one who says, she has the power to say, yeah, but I'm, I wasn't uh, raped. However, if there were witnesses that she was captured, and she says, I'm Tahor, she's not believed. Again, because why she believed against the standard that the standard assumption that she was right. Then the last line of the Gemara, a little bit difficult. The Gemara, the last line of the Mishnah, which the Gemara will discuss, he says, "Ve'im mishenisa is bo edim If once she gets married, edim come, then she doesn't have to get divorced. I, in let's assume it's both cases or one of the above cases. She claimed. Remember, if she says, "I was captured." But no, no one knew anything about her. They thought she's been at home the last three weeks, and she says, "You know, I missed, uh, I missed school the last two days, or I wasn't in. I want the reason you didn't see me in Shulon Chavez because I was kidnapped. But now I've been uh, released. We've been, she's allowed to get remarried, and we allow her to get remarried. If, however, they were aiding that she was kidnapped, then we don't allow her to get remarried." Um, we don't know because yeah we don't allow her to get because the assumption is she was raped. Sorry, not remarried. Marry a kohen, yeah. and if her guess if her husband's a kohen, then we don't allow her to go back to her husband. Um, but if she got married based on saying you know I was captured, but I'm tar, so she married a kohen, and then whenever a few days later Aidan come forward and say she was kidnapped, she can remain married. So that line is going to require. Explanation. Okay, Omer Biasi Minayla Pesha also Ruha Pesha Hitim in Torah. How do we know that we rely on our Pesha also Ruha Pesha Hitim from the Torah? I guess we could rephrase this as I mean, interesting that we're only asking it now. We've been discussing since the beginning of the Perek, Daf Tesvov, page 15. We've been discussing our Pesha also, and all of a sudden we now come, where's the source for it in the Torah? But maybe because we know Chazoka is from the Torah. If her Chazoka is as a single girl and she says but I was married how can we just believe all of a sudden to say she's divorced maybe that's the I mean sorry there's no not really a chazaka play here but she says she's married how do we know to believe her when she says she's divorced so Shinema as the Pasuk says I gave my daughter to this man as a wife now the Gemara explains when she says I gave my daughter to a man She's forbidding him to to everyone in the world. Leish Osra, But when she says this man, she's saying he's permitted to this man, and therefore it would be fine. Um, so he's believed to forbid her to everyone in the world, and he's also believed to permit her to that man. He says she married. Um, the Gemara says, "Oh, Tosus Askonya." He says. Uh, 
white. But sorry, let me just confirm that. Um, We seem to say that just that a father says my daughter's married to so and so is only believed because of Migo. That's kind of he could have said, um, I because he's the one who says she's also he can come along and say she's permitted. And he says that's very difficult because um, if someone says I married my daughter off and he doesn't tell us who, and then he comes back a bit later and he says. I married her to Ruvain. He shouldn't be believed because Migui many hold has to be in one sentence, uh, like uh, one phrase. I married her, but to him. Here he's saying I married her, which forbids her to everyone in the world. And then he comes back a bit later or the next day and says to so and so, he shouldn't be believed based on a Migui. So Tosos gives. So he gives a few answers, but the one answer Tosos gives is um, he says here. He's, he's, he, he has an added credibility, or maybe this is part of the weakness of this. It's actually a weakness in this Hapesha Osir, Hapesha He's not really contradicting his first statement. He's not backtracking on his first statement. He's revising it. He's clarifying it. It's like almost if, a, if, 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 if the person says, you know, I saw Ruvain murdered in Johannesburg, and you say, which suburb? And he says the suburb. That's not backtracking on his earlier testimony that he saw Ruvain kill, it's clarifying it. So, so to hear when he says, my daughter got married, and he clarifies where, he, it's, it's, it's believe, he's believed. Um, and that's why he can believe without a migui based on the Sapesha also Ruha Apesha Hitir. Okay, let's carry on. It says, Lamely Cross, for a, so, so the Gemara points out on that. He says, Lamely Cross, for a he. Who asked for who Sharila? He says, why do I need a pastor to permit it? That's logical. He's the one who forbade her. He's the one who permitted her. I have We don't need a source in the Torah. An important lesson from here. We actually see this a few places over Shas. But if you can say something's a logical principle, that's as good as if it's written in the Torah. So is logical. But the fact that we trust the father to tell us, yes, she's married, we also trust him to tell us, come along and say who she's married to. So we don't need a posse to tell us that. So he says, Elo, creature cross, what's this posse coming to teach? Look at Rav Huna, Omar Rav, like Rav Huna taught in the name of Rav, How do we know that a father is able to say my daughter is for murder? Remember, a father can marry off his daughter who's under 12. So Shenemar, as the posse says, this, I gave my daughter to this man. I, um, Pardon? Again, this is also a question that the Rishonim go into. I didn't get a chance to look it up properly. But what, again, why do we need a possibility to say that the father is believed to marry off his daughter, to say his daughter is married, when he's the one who can accept the ring on her behalf that she's married? Okay, but either way, the Torah says we need a possibility to that. Ah, Hazel Amali. So then why does, he have to, why does the possibility add in this man? He says, Mi boy lay, look at the Tani Rebi Yoina. It's where, like Rebi Yoina taught, the Tani Rebi Yoina is BT not Atil it only applies to this man that he married to off and not the Yavam. I, I should go back and say, what's the context of this Pasuk? Very interesting. The context is Moitzi Shemra, the case of Moitzi Shemra. What's the case of Moitzi Shemra? So that we touched on actually earlier on in the Masechta. If a man does a Rusin 
And then he does Nisuyin to this woman, and then he, can, he comes to Basin. That's the whole reason why they had to get married on a Wednesday, so they could come to Basin on Thursday and say, my wife was not a virgin. So he's accusing her of committing adultery. If he's found to be lying, Moitzi Shemra, to be defaming her, then he has to pay a hundred shekel fine. He also has to um, stay married and he's not allowed to divorce her. And I think he also gets lashes. So the Postdoc says, Hazet, the only person who this special case and punishment of um, Motsi Shemra applies to is the man she got married to. What happens if he died after they did a Rusin? So he's never been intimate with her, because remember, you're only intimate at the second stage of marriage, Nisuin. So he's so he died after a Rusin, and she fell in Yipo. And then the Yavon comes along and says, I found her not to be a Basula. And then it turns out that he was lying. So does he get the punishment of Moitzi Shamra? No, it's Hazer tells us only the man that she actually married. Um, Yeah, so um, I realized I misexplain. Uh, I didn't explain clearly the previous tosses. I mixed up two answers. But one thing to, uh, tosses point out again: what's special about this case, as we said, is it not a normal migui when the father says, or even stronger than a migui when the father says, "I married her to this man." I just, you know, there's just one point I want to bring out. Uh, just I thought it was very clever of tosses. Um, she says, "I married her to the to a man," and then he says, "It was that man." So he said, "Isn't that a standard migui?" Why are we coming to Apesha also Apesha Hitir? So Tosa says no and and anyway, it's not really like he's revising his testimony, he's clarifying his testimony. He told us he she married. So now tell us who she got married to. What's uh, what's special about it? She says maybe the case is where she they were standing in Baisdin and he said or standing around and he says, I married her, I got her married. And the guy who later on, when he comes back the next day and says who he married to, was standing there. He should have said I got, she married Ruvain. He was standing there when they had this whole discussion, when, they, when the court case was playing out. So by the fact that he said, I got her married, and then the next day he comes along and says, yeah, it was that guy who was standing next to you in Basin, he's undermined his first statement because he should have said who she was getting married to. So that's why we need Apesha, also who Apesha Hitir, to permit her in this case. To, for the father to say, oh, to, yeah, for the father to say, I got her married, oh, that forbids her to have run in the whole world. No, to him, even though he was standing in court the next day, and I should have said she married him, um, he's believed. Okay, turn around on it. A woman who says, A woman who says, I was a married woman, and then she comes along later and says, But actually, I'm a single woman. She's believed. But wait, she's made herself forbidden. So it's nowhere she has an amasla. Must is like an excuse. She says, why did she claim she was married? Because some guy wanted to marry her. And she wanted to refuse. Yeah, we see uh, Yitzchak. They, they, they have this whole discussion by Yitzchak. What, what happened? Yitzchak said, Rivka's his sister. Yeah. Avimelech looks out the window of his palace and sees Yitzchak and Rivka together. He says, what's going on? And even though Yitzchak knew that Rivka was his wife, as soon as he says, she's my sister, he's made her also to him. 
He says, no, yeah, it's a nice masla. He says, I was, why did I say that? Because I was afraid you would kill me. So I don't think you need necessarily as, as we'll see further down the page, you don't need as drastic an excuse why you said what you said. But if he, she has an excuse why she said she was a married woman, and now she's backtracking and saying she's a single woman, she would be believed. Again, this is Masli, this is Tanya Namihachi, and Brizer says the same thing. If a woman says, I'm a married woman, and she says, no, actually, I'm a single woman, she's not believed. If she has an excuse why she said that, then she is believed. There was this prominent woman, so she was like from a Khoshu family, or she herself was very, very successful. And she was very beautiful. So she's a great, great uh, prospect. What's this? Uh, what's the most eligible uh, single woman around? So he says, And she, everyone was trying to propose to her and get her to go out with them and marry her. So for she kept on telling them, no, I'm sorry, I'm married, I'm married. I've done Kiddush, I've done Kiddush, I'm not, I can't, I'm not getting married. She says, I'm a few days later, or after a while, on the a while later, she did accept Kiddushin. So says, how can you do this? You've been telling everyone for the last uh, good few months that you're married, and now all of a sudden you marry someone. says, No, at first they were men who were not appropriate. And therefore I told them I was married. Now that someone appropriate, an appropriate shiruch has come forward, I accepted Kiddushin. Um, the Rishonim say that if one... Um, yeah. The Rishonim say in general, if someone says two... What, what happens is they say like one statement, but it's contradictory. Within the... Within the like as one long sentence as opposed to two separate statements. Right? This woman says, yeah, I'm, I'm married, actually I'm single. So generally you believe the second half of her statement. But the novelty seems to be in all these cases, and also why we have to come onto our Pesha also, we touched on in Tosos, is it's, it's a while later. So then all of a sudden, she comes to court, she says, or whatever, she, she says, I'm married. And then a few days later, a few months later, she says, no, I'm actually single. We don't say it's it's one statement and she's actually actually not that's not true thing. She, that's why she needs an excuse here. Or that's why you need to come on to Apesha also who Apesha hit you. So that no one would bother them and say <laughs> yeah, yeah, that. I didn't know that. Yeah. And he says, "Vazu halacha helo Rav Acha bar star habira lifnei chachomim buusha." And Rav Acha star habira raised this issue before the chachomim nusha. But Amru and they said to him, "Mimnosna amasla lidvorei on emenes." If she has an excuse why she said such a thing, she's believed. And we're going to see an example where we extend this. This is actually a much more practical example. Says, "Boy, minayish mu meravsh mu as Rav Amru to meani bechazra Amru tahirani." Ma, what's the halacha if a woman comes forward and she tells her husband, "Sorry, I'm a nida." He's trying to be affectionate to his wife. And she comes along and says, no, I'm a nida. So, and then the next day she says, sorry, I'm, I'm tohar. I'm not a nida. She says, She gives an excuse to her words. She's believed. 
Um, so, and that would be if the woman explains why last night I told you that I was a, was a nida, and then today, tonight I'm telling you I'm not. If she has a justification why she said that, then it's fine. And he says, actually, Tanamine Arboim Zimnin, Shmuel revised this teaching 40 times. Uh, he took it as the halacha and he committed it to memory, made it a part of his, uh, what's it, part of his, Neshama, uh, part of his concord. Uh, says, Shmuel didn't act on it himself. There's a time when Shmuel's wife came and told him, uh, Tosas bring the case, she came and told him, now I'm a nida. The next day she said, I'm tahar. He says, what's going on? It takes a nida at least seven, I mean, I don't know it's what stage of the Xeris uh, Shmuel was, but it takes at least seven days, but that's closer to 12 days, before she can come along and change her mind. So, before she can come along and say she's tahar. So he says, no, she says, last night I wasn't feeling well. That's why I told you. But tonight I'm up to it, so I'm tahar. Um, and this is discussed in Shulchan Aruch, what excuses are valid, when do we trust the wife, and um, etc. Ton Rabbonin, Shnaim Sha'omrim, but that, that, that is a more practical example of a master. Ton Rabbonin, Shnaim Omrim Meis, Shnaim Omrim Lomais. If two Aedim come along and tell a woman your husband has died, and two Aedim come along and say your husband has not died, Shnaim Omrim Nisgorshov, you might find the sukya a little bit more familiar because we had a, a in your vamos. So a lot of it overlaps. He says, so two have told her her husband has died and two have told her her husband has not died. Two tell her, two testify that she was divorced. Either this woman who we knew as married and two Aiden come and say she's divorced and two Aiden come along and say she's not divorced. She's not allowed to get married. But if she does remarry, she doesn't have to get divorced. No, she does have to get divorced. There are two Aiden saying she was a widow and two Adam say she was not, or two Adam saying she was divorced and two Adam say she was not, and she gets married, she's allowed to. Um, um, and Rabbi Menachem Ayosi says she has to get divorced. Omar Menachem Ayosi, I must say, Omer When is this that she has to get divorced? This is where there's the two sets of Adam, and then she gets married. She's penalized and we say she has to get divorced. But if she gets divorced and then she gets married. Sorry, sorry. If Aiden come. Sorry, if she, there were only two Aiden that her husband had died or that they had got divorced and she got remarried. And only subsequent to that the second set of Aiden come. We do not make her get divorced. Gomorrah says, now the Gomorrah is going to say, oh, how can she may, remain married? Mirti treva treininu ha-boile ha-boshem tolokai. says, how can she remain married? Every time she has beer, her husband, they have to bring an oshem tolu, each of them. Why? Remember, a married woman is a isukores. So if it's a sofek, if you're not sure whether you were with a married woman or not, oh, sorry, if you did it by mistake, then you'd bring a korban chattas. And he thought it was another woman, and it turns out to be a married woman, or you know, did it by mistake. And uh, then it's a what in a case where you're not sure if you did the isukaris. The classic example is he has two pieces of meat in front of him, one's chaylev and one's regular. If he knew he did, let's say he thought they were both regular, and he ate the chaylev. So then it turns out you made a mistake. He has to bring a common chattas. What happens if he's not sure which piece of meat he ate? So now he brings a osham tolui, osham that. He's, he's did a possible isukari. So now this man, 
or, and the women who are together, since they're two Aiden that say she's divorced and two Aiden say she's not divorced, she should have to bring her Ashim Tolu. So how can you say that they can remain together? So Amar of Shesh has on Shen also the Echon Meodel. It's where she married one of the Aiden who said that she's Mutak. That guy says, I'm certain that she was divorced. I'm certain. So there's no question anymore. Because he goofed by Ashim Tolu so she herself. So that's all very well for the aid. But what about herself? She's not sure. She's trusting the aid. And two are saying one way, and two are saying the other way. So it's also, she had to bring Hashem Tolu. She says, no, but Amores Borili, where she's confident. She says, I'm very, very certain. Um, yeah. Just the interesting question, just because it came up in your vomit. Doesn't she have a chazok as a married woman? So now we have two Aiden saying she's not married, and two Aiden saying she is married. She had a previous known status of not married. So what do of being married, sorry, of being married. So how do we deal with the, when there's two two verse two and married? So the Gomorrah in Yavamos gave two ways, but it actually concluded that we go after the um, that it's actually Dorai, so you should follow the Chazaka. And therefore and only Drabonan we go strict and say it's a two uh tray. So if you're following the Doraisa Halacha then she's actually a married woman. That's much. And she should have to bring a Kabachata. So that's the Rishonim deal with that challenge on the Sugya. On my Rebbe, that difficulty in the Sugya. Let's go on. On my Rebbe, on my Shnaim Omri Meis, the Shnaim Omri Melomais. If two people tell, say that a testify her husband died and two testify that he did not die, she should not get married, but if she does, she does not have to get divorced. If two say you got divorced and two say you do not get divorced, she does not get remarried. But if she does get remarried, she does have to get divorced. Why in a case where the Maflokis is, where the Adim are contradicting each other, did her was it, did her husband die? Rabbi Yochanan says, if she got remarried, she's allowed to remain married. Whereas, um, Rabbi, um, whereas by a case of divorce, he said if she got remarried, she has to get divorced. So we're going to see three answers. First answer is, that's actually Eid Echod. That's where there's one witness. So, where there's a single witness, now remember we learned in Yavamos, where you have a single witness testifying about a husband's death, he counts as two witnesses. And that's the, basically the difference between a case of death or divorce. The one witness testifying that a husband died is equal to two witnesses. The one witness testifying that her husband did not die is a single witness. Remember, Bayesden gave a witness testifying before that a woman's husband died is given the credibility of two witnesses. So that's a bi- basically a biased premise why there's a difference between death and divorce. And you have the equivalent of two aid in verse one aid in the case of death. In the case of divorce, we never give an aid the power of being like two aid, so it's one witness versus one witness. So he says, We know that if a one man says a woman's husband died, she's believed like two. Like Ula says, Any time the Torah believes a, wit- a single witness, it says, if you have two witnesses. So then this one witness who says, the husband did not die, had He's a single witness. We ignore the single witness in the case of two witnesses. So a little bit of a 
Eidos gymnastics to say that, again, when one witness is testifying on behalf of a woman that her husband died, she's believed like two, and that's why we accept her teaching. Um, we accept him like two witnesses. So when you have another single witness coming along and saying, he did not die, we can ignore his testimony. Says, and the, but that, and that explains, says, oh, the Gomorrah just asked, by the way, oh, well, then we should allow her to get married. Why do we say, oh, says, based on this postdoc, you should always remove uh, wagging tongues from you. You should not act in a way that people are going to speak badly about you. So that's why ideally you shouldn't get married, but if you do, it's okay. Safer, and now we go on to the second part by divorce. Yeah. Okay, cheers. If one witness says they got divorced, and one says they did not get divorced, they both testifying regarding a married woman. Um, both are testifying regarding her being divorced, and therefore. We ignore her in the place of two Adim, either two Adim, sorry, both Adim are saying she got, she was married, and the one Adim is saying, but she got divorced. So you have two, two Adim testifying that she's married, and the one Adim comes along, but she says, got divorced. He's arguing on, well, his first part of his testimony and the other guy's testimony, so it's a one verse two. The Rishonim, um, um, have difficulty with at least from two aspects. One is the one aid is definitely lying. The aid that says she didn't get divorced and the aid who says she did get divorced. So how can we say we have two aid in when one of them is definitely a liar? So they actually say this case must be where the aid has a good justification, i.e. made a mistake. For example, like we've seen a few times, when would you not know if a woman's divorced and the husband throws the get at her and you're not sure whether it lands in her for Amos or his for Amos. Because then... Um, then we don't believe the Eidos. Yeah. So, so, so that's the one part. Then, so both, neither of them are liars. One of them is just making a mistake of what actually happened. So therefore we believe both of their testimony. Okay, there's some more questions, but let's go on. Robert gives a different answer. He says, It is two witnesses testifying, in both cases, I two witnesses testifying that her husband died, and two witnesses saying he didn't. And the, or two witnesses testifying that her husband got to, that they got divorced, and two witnesses testifying that they did not get divorced. Or oh, then we have the question: Why does Rabbi Yochanan say in the case of death we believe we allow her to remain married, but in the case of divorce, if she got subsequently got remarried, we do not allow her to remain married? So he says. Um, Rabbi Yochanan said, we follow the opinion of Rabbi, Yossi, Rabbi Menachem Bar Yossi in the case of divorce. The law of Misa, but he didn't seek to follow him in Misa. My timer, what's the reason? It says, so, my time, what's the reason? Misa, Machisho. If they're claiming the husband died, there's no way for. Um, anyone to contradict her. Gerushin, Gerushin is possible for her to argue against him. So again, what if, if let's say, again, two Adam testify her husband died and two Adam testify he did not, and she's going to get remarried, there's always the possibility that the husband will rock up. And therefore she has to be extra, extra careful, because she can never actually claim, says, oh, I got remarried because you died. It's like, I'm standing here, 
So, so therefore, when she comes along and is prepared to get remarried, we assume she's put in a lot of effort. Remember also, we saw in Yavamos, they put like 16 penalties on a woman who gets married and her husband rocks up. So she's going to be careful, and it's much more of a certain claim. Whereas, um, by divorce, what, even if her husband rocks up and says, we didn't get divorced, she can argue and say, no, we did. So that's why by Misa, we believe, if she gets remarried, we, uh, and then her husband, uh, sorry, even though if they're two witnesses versus two witnesses, if she does get married, we allow her to remain married because she's going to be much careful before she gets remarried. So that like, gives strength to her credibility. Whereas by Gerushin, she could be a little bit more brazen. Says, oh, that was, and that's, well, now we're going to change this. But if a woman says to her husband, we got divorced, she's believed. That a woman's not going to be so brazen. A woman's never going to lie straight to her husband's face and say, we got divorced when they never. So you can believe it. So even in this case, if she gets remarried, it's because she's confident that they got divorced. And if her husband rocked up, comes back and says, we never got divorced, and she says, yes, we did, she would be believed. So Omar says, no, honey, that, so, so we should believe us. It's no, honey, mili hecha de leika eidim de komesayelo, aval hecha de ika eidim de komesayelo, meizo meizo. That's where they're no eidim to uh, support her. But where they are eidim that support her, she would be brazen. I, generally, if a woman says to her husband, we're divorced, we believe her, because she'd never have the chutzpah to lie straight to his face. However, here she has two eidim supporting her. So she would be brazen. And therefore, she's not, she's not going to be as careful when she gets remarried after divorcing her husband because even if her husband rocks up, comes home and says, we never got divorced, she'll lie and say, we did get divorced. So we can't trust her in that scenario, and therefore we make her get divorced. Again, unlike the case of Mr. where she pointed out, if her husband rocks up, it ruins her. So we're going to, um, she's going to be very, very careful. Okay, a third answer. Rav Asi, Omer, Kogon, Omer, Edim, Ashov, Ashov, Girsha. That's where the Edim say he just died or he just got divorced. Misa, Lake Labrura. Misa, there's no way of clarifying. Rashi points out if the Edim testify that she got divorced. Sorry, if the Edim testify that your husband died in the sea, he drowned. There's no way to verify that really. So we accept, and therefore she gets remarried. Based again, all, again, we assume she's going to be careful, but we allow her to get remarried. Gerushin ikalavrura, but if she got divorced, she should clarify. To Omrin Allah, im isa dahafi habe asilai gitay. If it's true that you just got divorced, shas you get. I, so that's how Rabbi Asi answers the question. Again, Rabbi Yochanan says if you have two witnesses versus two witnesses testifying either to two verse two witnesses testifying to the death of a husband or the divorce of a husband, and then she subsequently gets remarried, if she if it was after death, after the claim that her husband died, we allow her to remain remarried. But if it's after the, the claim that the husband divorced, and again, the two items, did she or did she not get divorced, we do not, and she subsequently gets remarried, we do not allow her to remain married. Now, as she explains, because it's a case where the item said, yesterday or today your husband drowned, or today you got divorced. Now, in regarding death, it's possible that there's no way to verify that he died. It could be through drowning, or, or they claim an animal ate him, attacked him and ate him, something like that. But by divorce, if it was so recent, she should have the get. And by the fact she doesn't have the get, 
really from a recent divorce, if the divorce is 20 years ago, you know, okay, so she's lost that. But it was that just today or just the other day, it undermines her credibility. And therefore, if she does get remarried, we make her, um, we make her get divorced. Okay, we'll leave it there for today. Yeah.